0: Welcome to Loose Change, our regular look at what's happening in the fintech world and the people make it all happen. And today, I'm very excited to be joined by Laura James, uh, who, Laura, we first met when you were at AXA, I believe, but you've gone on to yeah. great things and set up your own firm as well. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing these days?
1: Thanks, Mark, and thanks for having me on the show. No and pleasure. so So um, we set up Uniquity almost exactly three years ago um, to the day, actually. Um, And I guess I saw a gap um, in the market um, for financial services, marketing, um, for someone to come in as a specialist and bring the kind of strategy and branding and um, kind of different approaches um, that I'd used in those corporate jobs at places like Axel and Lloyd's and bring that into smaller businesses who are looking to grow and give them... And the right kind of frameworks and strategic thinking and creative thinking to drive their businesses.
0: And how's it going? Is it? Um, it's, it's exciting, said up your business. Done it a couple of times. There's no buzz like it, is there?
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's really really exciting. And obviously, as a marketer um, and because I love branding like branding the whole business and everything else was just an absolute pleasure and delight to do so yeah
0: uh, and it's a, it's a secret I don't tell many people but marketing's my first love so that's what I did at university that's what I love as well so uh, oh, uh, yeah no it's all, 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 all close to my heart so uh, I great.
1: wish I could say marketing was my first love but mathematics is actually my oh first no love. no I'm
0: married to an <laughs> actuary so I don't know if that gives me a little bit of a love for <laughs> maths by definition but uh, <laughs> but no marketing's definitely where it's at so uh, you're in in the right place in, in my mind now, now you touched on branding there which i think is a fascinating topic i, I could probably do a whole podcast on branding alone i think but um Absolutely. how do you define a brand because it means slightly different things to different people and we've been for a whole new rebrand at iris here but um how do you what does a brand mean to you
1: i think like the whole point for me is you don't define the brand other people define your brand it's what it's what they think, it's what they feel, it's their experience of you. Um, and I think it's Jeff Bezos who said, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And I think that's a really great definition. Um, obviously, you can influence that. And through great design and copywriting and everything else, you can, and your brand experience, you can create and influence um, that perception but it's no one single thing. It's definitely not a logo and it's definitely not your colours and everything else. It's the whole experience that everyone has um, of your company.
0: And that's so true, isn't it? So, so many people I know do associate brand with image um, and actually it's got to be associated with values, hasn't it? I mean, some people have said to me in the past, there's there's no true financial services brand. I'm not sure that's quite true because, but there's often a brand where you got a name awareness, but unless it links to a value and that you associate with that brand. It's quite, it's quite remote, isn't it? It doesn't quite connect.
1: Definitely. And they say great brands make you feel something. And I think that's really true. If you can get someone to have an emotion or an emotional experience around your brand, that's when you really connect, um, with people, so values are really in, an important part of that, and that 's why I think setting out your grand values at the start is a really important exercise and something that often gets done and left on the shelf, but should actually be used you know every single day in your business
0: and, and, and you, you started off in your introduction by saying that you do that for people on a small scale as well, so we often associate brands with Prue, and I think Prue is one of the genuine brands in financial services because you associate it with certainly historically with the man from the Prue and, 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 and that sort of uh, level of service um, and, and, and friendship uh, and, and values around that. Um, are, are there examples of that brand going down to the smaller IFAs as well that uh, are very real?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's some fantastic brands um in the ifa marketplace that are well known and obviously all brands started somewhere didn't they so that all brands start at zero at some point um and then and then grow but i think you've got um i guess one that comes um up a lot um for us is like capital in london is often mentioned a lot and i think everything that andy hart is doing with a Maven Advisor and the Hum brand, the things that he's he's doing are really interesting and they're quite well-known um, in the industry now um, and I think you have got, I mean you have obviously got big established financial advisors as well um, which, you know, I, SJP is, is mentioned in the press a lot, not in a great way at the moment but yeah. they have, what they have done is establish a huge brand um, in the marketplace. Um, and they would have started small as well. So I think it's within everyone's gift to be able to create brands and, and make a difference with them.
0: And I guess your brand only has to exist with your target audience, doesn't it? So if you are a local IFA and you have a strong brand identity, but that is only within your region, that's okay, isn't it? Because as long as they associate, it gives you the, the awareness and the, the association with the values that you want to the people that you want to get that to, is that okay? Or does that not count as a true brand?
1: Yeah, I think so, because I mean, great branding starts with objectives. So like being really clear about you, what you want to achieve. And there's no point being, as you say, being known by everyone in the country. If you want to run a kind of lifestyle, family, financial planning practice, there would be no need to do that. Do you need to be known well in your local area and be highly recommended by word of mouth? Absolutely. Yes. Um, But then you would set out your kind of route to market strategy differently um, to achieve that.
0: Yeah, great stuff. Well, right, I, I, we can talk more about that in a, in a short while, but we always start off on these uh, podcasts with learning a little bit more about you, um, and therefore we have... The concept of a little quick fire round and uh, I never tell our guests what they're going to get asked so I know this is putting you <laughs> on the spot a little bit so we'll, Thanks for that. <laughs> we'll be gentle we'll be gentle. Um, now this will be a mixture of business and uh, personal questions um, uh, so uh, and we're going to start off with one which I think you should be uh, pretty up uh, up on and prepared for because it's a it's a personal question, but it's one that I know you've been asking other people on Twitter. So it is about what your favourite Christmas tradition is. We're coming up to Christmas, um, uh, and I know you, I, I was very fortunate to get one of your advent calendars for answering this question on Twitter. So I know know, know you've been having a few ideas. Um, but so let's over to you. What's your favourite cr- Christmas tradition?
1: Well, actually, in, in the street where I live, which is in and Bristol, and there's a a guy who lives in a townhouse. um, And if you go in the morning um, to his house on Christmas Eve, you can drop a very small present into his letterbox. And then in the evening, all of the local community kind of gathers in the street by his house and sings Christmas carols, um, which is very nice. And everyone's, you know, smiling and happy. And then suddenly you'll hear bells. And this guy in this house appears dressed as Santa on the top of his roof. (laughs) <laughs> and then lowers down the bag of gifts, which you will have put your own child present in and it's like it's one of the most magical things i've ever seen they all actually think santa lives in the house but it's amazing and <laughs> really lovely.
0: And the health and safety being up on the roof is doing my head <laughs> in and just thinking about it but it sounds sounds brilliant
1: <laughs> it's still small enough that no one's thought about the health and safety yet
0: <laughs> <laughs> good stuff okay i'm going to go now over to the other side to your branding side of on the business side i'm going to challenge you to name the best financial services brand that you've come across
1: um in terms of the best i think great brands are talked about in the when people like really love them and People talk about this brand to me in the way that they do really love, and younger people as well, which I think is amazing. And that is Monzo. Yeah, I've talked to so many younger people who are like, "Oh, I love this brand," and it's so. Well, they actually don't say, "I love this brand." They say because they wouldn't use those words. They say, "I love, I love Monzo," because the way it's so quick and I can monitor all my finances and everything else. I think they've done a great job in terms of their experience and yeah, the way they branded it and everything else to make that a really loved brand.
0: The other one I've come across a bit like that is Starling. I don't know if you've yeah. come to the same one. I've People are very proactively telling me what a great brand Starling is as well.
1: Yeah, I've definitely come across that one too. And these, they're really growing fast, aren't they? And, and doing well because people are talking about them. And I still think, you know, word of mouth is such a strong marketing tool. I mean, you would say they were fintech. brands but actually i'm sure word of mouth has been hugely successful in their strategies yeah
0: particularly in the younger generations you said i think it's sort of buzzing around that that sort of level Um, absolutely so they'll go a different way then and say the best it services or it brand uh could be software services hardware i don't mind but what's the best it brand you come across
1: best it brand you mean in terms of like laptops and things like that or, software, or it could be software or... Or
0: it could uh, it could be laptops so you got loads you could go anything from apple to uh, ibm to uh, microsoft i, I so I'll, I'll leave it with you
1: see like i have always loved apple and i do love the apple products but i feel like it's it's just suddenly starting to change a bit and i don't know the expense of replacing an iphone screen and some of the experience i've had with them as a customer makes me feel like they may be at their peak and I don't know whether they're going to be able to yeah. keep bringing, bringing it back. So I think it's a brand that is incredible in terms of what's it, what it's done and the way it marketed itself. But, and the whole thing around Think Different, I think that was an amazing concept. Um, so probably that still, but I'm kind of like watch the space in, t- in terms of are they going to have a downfall at some point? Yeah,
0: I, and I think the think different things brilliant and, and the way they challenge the norms and, and, and uh, people still say to me, oh, we want this to work like Apple. I don't know. I, yeah. I use a Mac at home and I have no idea how it works. I can never find my photos. <laughs> I, I think it's a complete myth that Apple is easy to use, but everyone says it and I still buy Apple products all the time to be easy to use. So I think they've put winged us all, but I still fall for it every every year. Um, Okay, so then move on from brands to social media, because I know you're a bit of a guru on social media as well. What's your favorite social media platform?
1: Oh, so I love the gram, um, Instagram. So I just love the kind of visualness of it. I love all the photos. I love the story function. I find it a really interesting thing to browse. Not that many of my clients are on Instagram at the moment, but an increasing number are. But I would love the whole of financial services to come onto instagram and <laughs> then i I, l- could go I love instagram
0: <laughs> I hate instagram stories by the way, but I love Instagram, but I just can't get my head around the stories but um uh, i'm I'm a big fan of uh, of instagram and I purchase so much of my <laughs> stuff uh, by, uh from um uh adverts on Instagram as well I'm a complete sucker for it so uh <laughs> it's definitely commercially viable for people um, yeah. uh, so, and then i'm the, gonna the end the quickfire with a with a slightly personal stroke business one which is what is the biggest mistake you've ever made on social media That one that you'll own up to i guess (laughs) what's the biggest social media mistake you've made
1: (laughs) oh i'm trying to think um i don't know like i guess on twitter i've definitely made typos and had to delete them but like relatively small no, no like arguments. It.
0: I had a big argument once. I misread. Someone had uh, typed something to me in capital letters uh, and it was completely by accident. Also, they said afterwards that the caps lock on and when they put it on there. But I thought they were shouting this thing at me. And so I misread the tone of voice completely <laughs> on Facebook. And I went back at them big time in capital letters and bold and then found out later that... It really wasn't uh, uh, anything that they were trying to be upset about. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, I guess I do like,
1: always take the stance not to get involved in kind of conversations like that on social media. I did once post um, a picture of a piece of work we'd done, which was basically um, a folder for clients. to yeah. put all of their... For basically, this firm like completely declutters all of your financial statements and everything and anything you need to keep, which is only a small amount, but for some clients they did want to keep some things they gave them a folder and then it kind of started this whole thread about whether anyone should be printing anything and that why was I doing this because you shouldn't be printing things anyway and it it kind of sparked a debate around that and then I was thinking well do I go back and tell them that the, you know they have got a digital library as well and that is an option but this is what their clients want as yeah. well and I thought oh I, I'm not going to I'm just gonna you know, some things you think, like, is it worth getting involved in the argument or not? And I think most of the time it's, it's probably not unless you like feel super strongly about it.
0: And, and I think it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you want the social media not just to be about posts. You want to have a level of conversation on social media so that you can actually engage with people. But it can't be controversial, can it? Because you, you can so easily misread um Uh, moods etc and I say it can't be there are some people that make very successful brands by challenging things and and therefore they can be more controversial but for the majority of us that are trying to establish relationships in the market that's not necessarily the way to be
1: yeah definitely and what I found was actually on that instance is that people jump in and kind of reply in response and give the alternative point of view. And people have the debate amongst themselves, which can be quite interesting as well.
0: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about social media. Uh, We'll end the quick fire and go into a bit more detail about social media itself. Um, So firstly, do you think it is relevant for financial services and particularly, I guess, uh, IFAs and and smaller financial planning firms?
1: Um, Yes, but it depends. So it depends on what you're trying to achieve, who you're trying to target um, and everything else. So all of the different social media channels are very different. And depending on who your clients are, that would help you select what's the best channel for you to use or channels. And then also what's appropriate to post uh, and, and everything else. And you have to decide, I guess, what your intention is with social media and what you're going to use it for. Um, and in most cases, I think it is used as an awareness tool, like to keep you front of mind with people and to drive brand awareness. Um, but in the financial advisory space, especially, that has to be backed up with a word of mouth strategy. So if you're not already doing referrals and networking and all of that word of mouth stuff, social media probably isn't going to help you that much. it, it it needs to be underpinned by all of that foundation level stuff to make it successful
0: yeah no i agree and it is interesting how it does depend on the individual firm i remember i was once presenting at um a large networks event um and there was a table that i think they bought in their top 50 firms or, or something like that into in for, for a dinner and, and, and business meeting uh and on various tables around the room uh, these firms sat and there was someone on a table in front of me that said they would never use so media and this gentleman was probably I would say older than 65 so at the end of his, uh, finan- uh, his career in financial services and he was about um, looking after his existing um, uh, clients who were largely retired as well, and he was said that they, they would just be horrified and he wasn 't about getting new business; he was about giving them the the, the best service that, that they could get on a personal level. There was then someone at the other end uh, in a corner that made all of their money through mortgages. And he was absolutely adamant that social media is where he got his leads from. And he had ROIs that he could measure. He would would promote a tweet and he would know exactly how many leads he would get by promoting that tweet and be able to work it back. And then on the other end of the room, I had someone that was working in the city, selling largely to partners of large consultancy firms. uh, And he had LinkedIn as his strategy. And he said it was working very well for him as he created a community uh, through his LinkedIn platform. But three very different businesses very different attitudes to
1: social media yeah it, d- it definitely does vary and I think the important thing to think about as well is conversations because you can just think oh I'm going to do social media and keep posting and posting things but it's a bit like going to a networking meeting and kind of just dropping your card in. you need to create the connections you need to have conversations you need to engage with other people um, not just be p- pushing all of your things out there so unless you're prepared to put the time in doing that engagement as well it's not always very fruitful.
0: Yeah, uh, spot on. Uh, and I hate it when you connect to someone on Twitter and you immediately get kind of come around and give you a financial review free of charge. And I'm going, I don't know who you are. I know lots of 5As in the market. Yeah. <laughs> bothered to actually track my social media, you'll know that I'm quite well connected to IFAs in the market. I'm not going to go to someone I haven't yet got a relationship with. However, when I have built up relationships with people, I'm quite happy to take that call and, and, and think about it. So you've got to get the relationship first before you start flogging something uh, uh, through, through that channel. So, so if you were an IFA or you're speaking to an IFA, what platforms would you uh, suggest they consider and in what circumstances?
1: so it would start by thinking about who their ideal client is because that's going to decide what the platform is so say if let's make it up so he tells me that his ideal client is a business owner um who has more than 500k in assets so if he's saying like business owners high net worth so linked that linkedin they're probably going to be on that would be my first choice in it because most business owners would be on LinkedIn because they're in business yep. anyway. And LinkedIn is a place where it's, you know, talking about financial planning is okay. He might be on Facebook as well, but talking to him about financial planning on Facebook may not be as appropriate. Yep. Um, so you have to think about the context, but also have to think about the brand of the company. If it's a very family orientated, personal friendly kind of brand, then Facebook might work for them. If it's more of a corporate commercial kind of brand, then Facebook might not be a good fit. It depends on the brand, the tone of voice, the kind of content they're going to be putting out there and all of the rest of it. Um, And then the same would go for Instagram and et cetera, et cetera.
0: And and I guess it's it's also what they're trying to get from it, because if they're trying to sell or trying to make new contacts, then, you know, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter are quite appropriate. I I also know people that are doing it from for existing clients just to get that extra bit of information about it. There was a case study in I think it was in Australia that uh, I came across where uh, very sadly someone's uh, child became um, uh, ill with leukemia, uh, and the financial adviser pick this up on uh, on Facebook that this had happened and just simply dropped an email um, to uh, the client saying, I've seen the circumstances that you've got, just be aware, you've got these policies to help you, let me take after look after the financial situation for you, you we've mm-hmm. got you covered, contact us when you need to, but just know that I'm there for you and I've got got you covered. So it wasn't about selling something to them. It's about executing on a service strategy. Or I know other people that before they go and visit a client will look at where they've been on holiday or whatever beforehand. So they've got a conversation opener. It's a different type of use of the social media. It's listening rather than projecting.
1: Yeah, I think the interesting one on Facebook as well is communities. There's some really great, like Pete Matthews, Meaningful Money, and Catherine Morgan's got one for aimed at females where they're building really interesting financial communities on Facebook where the community like groups and where the communities are answering kind of each other's questions and things like that so I think it is um, an interesting platform for that too I'm not sure that LinkedIn groups has ever taken off in the same way
0: yeah yeah, no interest. and what about newer platforms coming out? I know you've introduced me to a couple which I haven't quite got my head around yet. But, um, do you want to uh, tell us about some of the newer platforms coming, social media platforms coming down the line? I don't
1: think Instagram counts as new anymore, but...
0: No, no, I'm on, I mean... I'm on Instagram, that's not new, I'm, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> but there's a,
1: pe- a, lot, a lot of people aren't on there and I think there's a lot of road and opportunities in Instagram that people could be taken advantage of. Yeah. Um, obviously, the one we were talking about before was TikTok. Yeah. Um, which is a much younger demographic um, a lot of product placement all based around um, video content um, quite complex I would say in terms of posting and creating posts I'm not sure I've seen a financial advisor TikTok post it's something that I would love to see and if anyone knows of one that is out there I would love to see that um, I mean and what they're... is
0: TikTok so just so we're clear what does TikTok how does that operate what 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 do you do in TikTok you basically
1: you log on and you watch videos that the users have produced they're like short form videos normally with music on the top um, that have been edited in various different ways to be entertaining or interesting or funny
0: so you'd have to be quite creative to use that one in financial services
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, but But you'd
0: make an impact if you got it right wouldn't you
1: yeah well with that demographic though um so you'd have to yeah think about whether that was the right demographic for you i think um pinterest is is not new either but is an interesting one if you had i mean it's a heavily female slightly older demographic but could be an interesting and it's quite a visual platform as well but could be interesting if your users um were in that the users of the platform as well. I haven't seen any financial brands using it particularly well, um, but it's an interesting one too. I mean, per, on a personal basis, I use Pinterest a lot for um, mood boarding with new clients around their branding and helping pull together what the visuals sh- um, but there's definitely a marketing opportunity there as well for bigger brands.
0: Okay, now that, that's—I mean, the, the whole world of social media changes so quickly, isn't it? It's quite difficult to keep up with it sometimes. So no, it's good to know some, some of the new stuff coming down. Now, some one of something that has been around for a, a little while is blogging, and I know that's something that you've written about in the past and blogged about in the in the past. Is blogging something you're seeing uh, IFA is getting involved into?
1: Yeah, I definitely see people getting involved in blogging. But I think that the trend or the, certainly what we're doing a lot at the moment is thinking about content more widely. So rather than just blogs more strategically, what are the themes of content I'm going to produce this year, which obviously should be related to what your clients care about? And then how am I going to deliver that? So some of that will might be white papers or presentations or downloads and then that may be able to be split into blogs or put into blogs which then may go into your newsletter which can the blogs also could go on social posts and things like that so I think that's where we're putting a lot of effort in at the moment is helping companies think about their overall content strategy and then how blogging forms a part of and that. And that way you're reusing I think,
0: content, aren't you? So you're getting more bang for your buck. You, 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 you're creating one piece of content, but you, you're slicing and dicing it to reach different audiences in a different ways.
1: Yeah, and you're putting a lot of thought into creating really great content and doing it really well rather than just putting anything out there, which doesn't really get you any traction now. Um, And the algorithm changed um, relatively recently on Google where it kind of favours in-depth content. So say you had a blog around, uh, I don't know, like behavioural biases or something, it would favour a blog which had a kind of intro blog on that and then several different blogs that went to explain each type of behavioural bias more in-depth. So planning content in that way where you're becoming the kind of expert in that space is better than just kind of doing one-off blogs on anything you can think of. No,
0: that's interesting. Um, and something I think we're trying to embrace as well is is trying to trying to get that level of depth behind it. And sometimes you may start high level and then, and then cascade down. Uh,
1: and it goes back to your brand and your brand positioning, like what do you want to be known for? Why would people care about you? What are the things that you really want to talk about hey and
0: in financial services that's so key, isn't it so people you're talking about trusting people with money so you want people that you believe understand in depth what they're doing um so you know this sort of stuff is absolutely key to get getting that and 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 people will check especially they're going for new business they will check out the websites and they will look for that content and when they're judging one against another now that sort of thing can make a real difference
1: yeah. absolutely.
0: OK, so just the last thing I wanted to ask you, because uh, it's been fascinating, but we've gone uh, quite a bit over time already. So um, <laughs> I told you I love marketing. Um, but the last thing I was going to ask you, which is really how that then widens into the wider technology infrastructure within an IFA and and, and whether you come across those sort of conversations around campaign management tools, CRM tools, etc. Um, what sort of challenges you're seeing uh, in the market there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess this goes back to objectives, because there's no point doing any marketing unless you're going to measure it and work out what the impact of it is. Um, So these conversations normally start with the measurement, because the first question is, do you know where your leads are coming from at the moment? Um, And a surprising number of firms that we work with can't answer that question initially. And we end up putting quite a lot of work into them being able to get that data straight away and being able to measure it and it's normally because the data isn't being captured or isn't being captured consistently or isn't being captured in the right place and so that's a challenge that we often have to deal with. Sometimes it can be done on the back office and sometimes we'll implement a kind of CRM needs management system to make that more simple Um, and I guess once you start getting into execution we are you very much get into a conversation around the the newsletter, the social posts, the marketing automation, and how all of that is delivered, and you really do have to look at their current infrastructure and capabilities and then work out what 's going to be the best solution and um, to layer over the top of that because you don 't want to end up putting in lots of different systems that make it very different com- really complicated you want to put in as little as possible that does the job that they need to do no,
0: agreed agreed um well look that's a really good way to bring everything to conclusion uh, as it sort of widens the view out from where we started and it's been fascinating talking to you about everything from brand to social media uh to the wider technology so i, I can't thank you uh, 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 enough laura for, for your time today um so I, my only Last thing is to wish you a very happy Christmas um, and, uh, and a great new year and uh, hopefully we'll uh, come across each the market throughout 2020.
1: Yeah, happy Christmas and happy new year, Mark. Thank you too. And one. thanks to all our
0: listeners as well. And join us again in two weeks for uh, more Loose Change. Thank you.